Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? I had the pleasure of speaking with our guest, Barbara Scoton. Barbara is a transformation coach. She shares how losing everything led to finding her true and authentic self. So welcome, Barbara, to the Pusher Pivot. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Thank you so much, Thea, for having me. I'm also very excited to talk with you today. (laughs) Oh, good. So you are a coach, and I think that that's always awesome. I love coaches. I'm a coach, too. But I would love to hear some more about you and learn a little bit. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I I went to uh, a transformation myself. So that's why I basically now also call myself transformation coach. Um, I used to be uh, a slave to society in the means that I was working for a boss and I was doing what people expected of me and basically being miserable and thinking, is this really it? Is this all through life? Is this... Is this going to be the rest of my life? Seriously? Really? <laughs> and I felt like, no, no, I don't want that. And I was feeling very unhappy in, in my work. I uh, found out that besides being a highly sensitive person, I am also a multi-potentialite, which mm-hmm. most highly sensitive people are. And I never was able to answer the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. The only thing I could say was happy. <laughs> happy. I wanted to be happy when I grow up. But the job, or you have people that say, I want to be a ballerina, or I want to be an astronaut, or I want to be a fireman. And I always felt a little bit jealous of those people that had such a clear vision of where they want to be. My life was not anywhere like that. And um, that meant that I just roll from one job into the next job into the next job and not ever really choosing a job because I thought oh this is a real cool job but just Mm -hmm. this will pay my bills yeah and I see that happening with so many people so many people are stuck in a life and a job that does not bring them joy Mm -hmm. and especially for highly sensitive people they make up about 20 percent of the world's population most of us are multi-potentialites and we are forcing ourselves mostly into a version of life that we think is being expected of us. A version of life that we think uh, will please other people, will make other people happy. But seldomly we think about what makes us happy. Yeah. What makes me happy. And a big reason for that is that we have learned somewhere along the lines that thinking about yourself and caring about yourself is egoistical Mm -hmm. and being egoistical is something negative. So what most of us do is we are there for other people, but we are not there for ourselves. And there just came a time in my life that I thought I'm done. I'm done with all of this. I'm done with feeling miserable. I'm done with being not appreciated, with undervalued, being undervalued. I'm done with yeah, everything basically in my life. And then a period of soul searching began 
Yeah. Because if this is not what you want to do, then what do you want to do? And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that remained a hard question to answer. And I started soul searching and uh, I discovered things about myself, like being a high sensitive person, like being a multipotentialite, like being also a high sensation seeker. Mm-hmm. I am an extroverted introvert. I didn't know that that was a possibility, but it is. Mm-hmm. And most people think that highly sensitive people are introverts. And maybe if you look at it on the grand scale of introversion and extroversion, we are introverted. Yeah. But about 70% are introverted introverts mm-hmm. and 30% are more extroverted. So for me, it's very much in balance. I am 54 yeah, 54% extroverted and 46% introverted. So a little bit more extroverted than introverted. And, and they now call that an extroverted introvert. So that means that I enjoy speaking with you uh, like mm-hmm. this. I enjoy um, talking with, uh, with you about the things that matter. And I'm not afraid of the audience that will listen while introverts um, tend to not get energy out of speaking engagements and running group courses and 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 all those things but it gives me energy i love connecting with people i love uh, directing people talking with people inspiring people but then all of a sudden it can also become too much and then i need to withdraw like a uh, a snail getting back into its house or something mm-hmm. and then i need to switch off the telephone and the doorbell and i need some me time preferably in nature to just recharge and those are things that make up uh, an extroverted introvert highly sensitive person but i didn't know that at the time mm-hmm. so it's it's been an adventure of getting to know the real me and what do I really want? And what am I passionate about? And what makes my heart sing? And how can I turn that into something that gets me money? Because most of the world revolves around money mm-hmm. and making money, having money, being able to do things that cost money. So money is an important aspect in your life. And um, yeah, I found out that what, the most important thing for me is, is helping other people. When I help other people overcome uh, obstacles or I see them grow or I am able to uh, free them of pain, for instance, or trauma or just align them with themselves and and put them back into their own power, Mm -hmm. then I just shine. That's just the thing that I think, wow, this is, this is it. This is what I do it for. And yeah, I turned that into a, a successful coaching practice in which I get the privilege of helping a lot of people go through the journey that uh, I have already gone through. Yeah, that's beautiful. And with your journey, I know you mentioned to me <laughs> that your crossroads started when you lost everything. Yes. Can you, can you tell us about what was going on? Yes, that was the time when I was still working for a boss. I um, was working on a project that was asking a lot of me. I was a project manager then, and um, the client was difficult. Um, we had um, 
an adversary of the, the, the big client that was at our company and his hobby was to push your buttons and to see how many buttons he could push before you exploded. Oh. It's what he liked to do every day. And it's really hard working with someone like that. And as a sensitive person, we have this huge sense of responsibility. So I felt responsible for the team that was under me, but I also felt responsible for the project and um, it's uh, going okay and being done in time and actually delivering the things that the client wants. But I also felt responsible towards my boss because um, this was an important client for our company. So we needed to keep it. Otherwise, it means uh, financial problems for the company. So there was a lot of pressure on me. And every time something went wrong in the project, my boss always blamed me. But I didn't have any authority to change things. So the only thing I could do was signal to my boss, this is not going okay. That is not going okay. The team is saying this, or the team is unhappy about this, or the team needs this. But I didn't actually have power to do anything. So I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, mm -hmm. constantly towing the line, walking on my toes, trying to weave in and out of everything and everybody that was expecting things and pulling at me. And that was very, very stressful. And I was doing that already for a couple of months because stress in itself is not a bad thing. Most of us perform really well when we are under stress. It also helps uh, with focus and with concentration or it can. So stress per se is not a bad thing. But when you are under a lot of stress like this and it's been going on for months and months and then eventually uh, my boyfriend of seven years ended our relationship totally unexpected. We didn't have any arguments. We didn't have a fight. In fact, that, that evening that it happened, we had been watching a movie together on the couch. And the movie is over and he stands up, he turns around, he looks at me and he says, you know what? I'm done with our relationship. I want you to move out at the end of the week. And I was like, what? <laughs> And I hadn't seen it coming. There were no signs. We had no arguments. Mm -hmm. It was also completely unexpected for our family, our friends. Nobody had seen it coming. And then you are already under a lot of pressure at work. Mm -hmm. And then this happens. I lost the man that I thought I was going to grow old with. Right. But I also lost um, his family, which had become my family in the seven years. Mm -hmm. But most of our friends were also his family, like his nephew and his other nephew and his niece uh, that we did a lot of things with. So I, I lost most of my friends. Mm -hmm. I lost my house. We had built that house together in four years time. Mm -hmm. So I also lost that. And then, yeah, I lost mm -hmm. everything. It, it really felt like I lost everything. And it felt like I, I just broke. Mm -hmm. And... I couldn't stop crying. I think I cried almost nonstop for a week until somebody took me to the doctor to give me some pills mm -hmm. uh, to stop crying because I could, I could just, I couldn't stop crying. Wow. Yeah. How did you get through that? It was hard. 
really hard. And, and I think one of the things that really helped me was um, I had already planned to do this training and it was called Back to Basic. And it was scheduled for a week after he broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And in that week, um, no, in, in the week of the Back to Basic, so after the first week, you go, uh, I, I went to, to the woman that facilitated that um, training or, yeah. and um, you meet 12 or you know we're 11 other people you're with 12 in total so you meet 11 other people that you've never met before and then the course starts and you're required to be there for a week you cannot go home in the evening you're also sleeping there okay. and it just pulls out everything that happened in your past everything that happened as a child um everything that you hadn't processed yet uh, everything everything just everything mm-hmm. and that really helped me because after that week I had healed big parts of myself mm-hmm. and um, I had gained some valuable insights into myself. So that was a big part of the journey to become the real Barbara, so to say. Mm-hmm. And the other part was that in the same period, I also found out that I am a highly sensitive person. I didn't know that before. And I always felt weird. And I always felt strange. And there was a time in my life that I seriously considered that there might actually be something wrong with me because I wasn't like anybody else around me. And the things that value that matter to me didn't seem to matter to other people. And the things that I found important, like um, if you are meeting someone and you're later, just text them and say, uh, I, I will be later for 15 minutes or whatever, but mm-hmm. just let some let them know. Yeah. And most other people don't do those types of things, but also um, the ability to see um, solutions really fast to problems mm-hmm. or connections between things. There were so many things that were different about me when I compared myself to other people that I really felt like an alien for most of my life and discovering that I am highly sensitive and what that meant for me as a person gave me so much insight into who I really am. And it also made it very clear, um, painfully clear, I would even say, that I was not being myself. For most of my life, I was what other people expected me to be or what I thought other people expected me to be or what I thought other people wanted me to be, but at least not who I truly am. So that means that you are always playing a role. You're always trying to be someone that you are not in order for people to like you or in order to be accepted, in order to fit in, in order to have friends, in order to find a connection with your coworkers. And I don't like labels and I don't like boxes and I don't feel like I've been labeled now or put in a box, but Finding out that I am highly sensitive gave me so much valuable insight into the person that I am and why things work the way they work for me, why I feel certain things, why I think certain things and why other people don't also. Mm -hmm. And that just changed me and it 
allowed me to eventually just be who I really am. That's, wow. Thank you. First, thank you for sharing. Is that I know that someone else is going to be able to connect to that and feel the same things that you felt and realize that they're not an alien. They're not alone. It's not, I think it's sometimes it's very important to know that you're, you're not the only one, especially when you feel like everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do and you don't want to do that or you're, you feel a pull. And I, I think that's really, I, I really just want to commend you for coming out and saying that. Um, you know, one thing that popped in my mind that I'm curious about, what led you to sign up for that course ahead of time? Like, why did you sign up for that course? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And, and I first would like to comment on, on what you said before, because you said something really important. Because if I look back at my life before I actually became the Barbara I am now, what stood out for me the most was the feeling of loneliness, mm. of being totally alone. And... Um, discovering that I'm a highly sensitive person, that there are more people like me, that I am not alone, and that there are more people who feel the same, who experience the same. It was like coming home to yourself, and it was a, a pivotal moment in, in accepting who you are and starting to love yourself, because that also was a big problem. I, I didn't really love myself. Mm -hmm. And how can you love yourself if you constantly try to be someone else, you know? Exactly, yes. That's really hard. So that was an important part. And the course, um, I knew other people who had taken it mm -hmm. and they had recommended it to me uh, and saying that they thought it would actually be good for me um, to, to start taking it or to, to experience it. And then I contacted the person that was doing it and I started talking with her and I just felt this click and I cannot describe how that course was because in, in, when you first get there, you see all these people that you don't know and you feel kind of not safe mm -hmm. and like, Oh, I don't know if I would actually have spoken to any of you had I met you in a different setting. But then after going through all that shit, because really all your shit was dragged up. And at the end, there was this role play based on all the shit that came up and to help you uh, do other things than you had done before. So if you got bullied and um, abused, for instance, like I have been in my childhood, then the, the role play was about standing up for yourself mm. by stepping into your power and not allowing to be bullied again and um, just um, say, no, I don't want this anymore and I'm not allowing it and mm. empowering yourself. And at the end of that week, none of us wanted to go home. We had become so close yeah. in a week uh -huh. that it felt like you had gained a new family, which was very, very special. That just sounds like a really awesome program. And it yeah. also reminds me of, um, I read a book a couple of years ago. It was called Kill the Spider. I feel like it was Christian based, but anyway, it was they explained something very similar to what you went through where they, this person had gone to a course with a bunch of other people and they got really close and like, you know, starting off as strangers and then learning about each other and doing the role play. I think that's just really great way of kind of, you know, confronting 
yourself and like to see yourself and and i mean i have not experienced that but it just sounds so powerful yes yes it was you know you knew you first need to heal the things that have been hurt in yourself and i was abused by my father in my childhood and my mother worked two jobs so she wasn't home that much because she was trying to earn enough money to pay the bills and that makes you feel very unsafe in your childhood and as a child you don't have the mental capacities um, to deal with everything so what happens is that you just you put it away in the big closet in your head but eventually that closet is overflowing all the drawers are piling out everything's piling out of it and, and the doors cannot close so you need to clean that closet in your head you need to spring clean so to say and and that also means that you need to look at everything that has happened and and then decide do i still want to carry all of this shit and all of this weight with me in my adult life or is it maybe time to let some of this go yeah wow that's just a beautiful visual thank you you're welcome oh my goodness this is such a good conversation um what if you could give someone a piece of advice what would it be i think the best advice that i can give you is to really just be you learn to appreciate the person that you are and learn as much about yourself as you can learn. What makes you tick? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? What gives you energy? What costs you energy? And then embrace it. Don't struggle with it. Don't fight with it. Don't try to deny it. Don't want to cut it out of you, but just embrace it and turn it into your strength or what I like to say your superpower and find a way to use who you are um, to create a life for yourself that makes your heart sing. Wow. Awesome. It's like becoming a friend and a partner to yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Ah, Barbara, this is so good. How can people learn more about you? Well, I am on most social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Um, and then you can find me on their slash HSP coach, Barbara with an E. So B-A-R-B-E-R-A. And my website is also www.hspcoachbarbara.com. Um, there are connecting ways on there. I offer also a free clarity call to everybody that just wants to talk and discover who they really are. Um, and you can book it through my online agenda via my website, for instance. Um, but I also have a YouTube channel, also slash HSP Coach Barbara, in which I make a lot of free videos answering questions of my viewers, my customers, my newsletter readers, and, and just, yeah, everybody that asks questions, basically. And uh, I also have my own podcast. It's called 100% Yourself with Barbara, and you can find it on all the major podcast platforms beautiful beautiful and of course your website will be in the show notes if anyone wants a clickable way of finding you um barbara thank you so much for being on the show thank you so much Theo, for having me it has been a great pleasure talking with you thank you what did you take away from barbara's story what do you appreciate about yourself I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gain insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. 
Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Pusher Pivot on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast platform. To stay up to date on The Pusher Pivot and to join our mailing list, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pusher Pivot. Thank you for listening and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.